Hey, I'm Hyla. I'm Jesse, And we're your Backseat Shrinks. Welcome once again. We can't stop talking to you. I know. I hope it's not annoying. I like you because you don't say anything. I like you because know? you just listen. You're just a listener. You're a giver. Although I And have, I'm a taker. <laughs> I have heard from friends that listen to this podcast that they always want to like chime into the conversation while they're like listening to it in their car. So I think that's pretty cool. That's great. Go ahead and do that if it makes you feel good. Yeah. Send us videos of you doing that. I'll make fun of you. (laughs) (laughs) But secretly, we'll be really flattered. We say a lot of the wrong thing. We give a lot of disinformation on this pod. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for it to be flagged. Um, We definitely believe in vaccines, though. We're not talking about (laughs) vaccine disinformation. But uh, so when I have to listen to us talking and we say something that I'm just like, that's not true. That's false. I Absolutely. deeply want to interject, but there's sometimes nothing we can do about that. So sorry for all the false info. But you, <laughs> it seems like you usually just edit it out. I try to edit out the false info. Good. And- We're tr- I think it was more in the earlier podcast before we did any sort of research. <laughs> <laughs> um. By research, we mean reading Mayo Clinic articles on yeah. the internet. Yeah. We're not actually reading research papers. Uh, I read I read research, but you do too. I mean, I have. You hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I have in the past. It's not like a regular occurrence. Um, I read them a lot. And I like them. I like to read the abstract. The, the abstract summary. pretty much covers it. <laughs> and then you, you can stop and go about your business. I don't need to look at all these fucking diagrams. <laughs> I don't know about statistics. No. Um, statistics actually was the hardest and most useless seeming class I ever took. What was your major in college? Botany. But then I thought about botany. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. No. But then I thought about going back to be a physician's assistant. So I was doing some prereqs and statistics was one of them. And I was like, ugh, this sucks. I mean, I guess I see the point of it because it does help you read these studies better. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to live a life reading studies. That's that's been made clear. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do, but it's not that. But uh, you had a, you texted me a few days ago. You were having a pretty intense reaction to your ketamine treatment yeah. last week. I mean, fully left my body and left reality type of thing. And you're you had to have somebody come in and rescue you and bring you back to earth. Kind of, yeah. So I. The only thing different was that I correctly put, I had been incorrectly putting the lozenges on my tongue. You're supposed to put them underneath your tongue, which also oh, helps with the absorption. The absorption, but also like so much better because the flavor is so bad under your tongue. It's not as, you can't taste it as much. So I did that. I don't know really what else I did differently other than I like meditated before going into the treatment just to kind of calm my system down. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of emotional that day because I had been having kind of a hard week. And I took it, laid down, pretty much immediately noticed that I was like seeing a lot of images. And I was like, oh, this is great. The images were like messages and it was very calm. Anything specific that you remember? Um, at one point, I was like in an ocean cave Whoa. looking up through the water and I could see. Sounds awesome. Oh, shit. I could see like a ship passing overhead because it started to block out the light. Ooh. 
And I remember thinking, like, go away. You're not supposed to be here. Yeah, that made it sound kind of scary. Then but it like wasn't. It was more like I was like, oh, in this beautiful ocean place. And I was like, don't. Hey, boats. This yeah. is my mermaid cave. Yeah. Go away. Back out of here. Back out of here. I don't care that you're, you know, on sea level and I'm like at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Um, And then I saw like a kind of like a faded spaceship, like floating through space. And that was some sort of message. And then my mom said probably about 30 minutes in, the whole treatment was supposed to last like an hour. Mm-hmm. Probably about 30 minutes in, she heard me like yelling for help. And she came into the room and I was like screaming and crying and saying things. And I could kind of hear my myself, but it was like I was very far away. Like, like a dream? I like could, when you like wake up from a dream and you're yelling or something? Yeah, kind of. It was just like I could hear me yelling. I recognized that it was me, but it just sounded really far away. And um, I was, well, this is an image that in my first eye intramuscular ketamine treatment I saw very briefly, which was like these catacombs made of black rock. But it was super, in that first treatment, it was super quick. I knew that it was catacombs, but I couldn't really discern much Catacombs more meaning like people are buried down there? Yeah. And black shiny rock, like shiny lava rock? Or well, I'll get to that. Okay. Um, so this time I was fully in the catacombs. It felt like I was somebody who was like walking around in the catacombs. Um, but you didn't, I didn't see any bodies at that point, like the bodies, but I could recognize it as catacombs, you know, the corridors, the kind of way the rock was formed. Some parts of the black rock were like matte and porous and looked like they had been formed by like lava flow. Mm -hmm. And then some parts were clearly constructed. And made of, uh, yeah, shiny black rock. and like then obsidian type? That shiny? Yeah. Like glass? Almost, yeah. Um, and then other parts were smooth due to some sort of sanding process. I could see things. It was lit, dimly, dimly lit, but not by sunlight. So I walked throughout these corridors and then at some point came to a wall that had been destroyed due to I kind of just got impressions so I was like oh this wall's been destroyed due to activity on the upper crust because it was totally subterranean it was like pretty deep below the surface and um since it was destroyed it exposed the remains of whoever had been buried there so I could see uh at the top of that destroyed wall you know, more fully formed bulls that could b- bones. I could recognize that there was like a skull and some other bones. Um, I knew it wasn't on Earth. I knew I was wherever I was. It wasn't on Earth. And then I kind of got this sped up, like I sped through like hundreds of years where I could see these bones just slowly being ground to dust ground to dust, going from fully formed to, like, ground down. And uh, I knew that soon, like, the whole place would be destroyed. And um, were you in fear of your life? No. That you were going to get crushed or anything? Here was the strange part. I wasn't scared 
in the place, but my conscious body was moaning and screaming and like my mom said I was saying scary things and and like kind of thrashing. She was like, you were not present, but you were like, I, and then I could kind of faintly hear her like saying, I'm here, I'm right here. Because she's my monitor. She has to check in on me every 15 minutes. She said that me screaming and moaning and saying things lasted about 15 minutes. Jeez. It felt like I couldn't, I didn't know how long I had been. When I talked to my integration therapist, I said, I think it was the whole hour. Like, I had no idea. Um, And eventually I, I came out of it and I wasn't upset. And oh. I wasn't upset in the catacombs either. Did you remember screaming? Yeah. I could hear it far away. Like once you were out of it, like out of the ketamine? Yeah. And I could hear, I could kind of hear my mom, but I remember at one point taking my eye mask off because you have to wear an eye mask when you do it. And Mindbloom has choice eye masks, by really? the way. Maybe that's a reason to do it. It's a whole reason to spend thousands of dollars <laughs> just to get an eye mask. Um no, it's a great eye mask. So I remember like taking that off, but I still couldn't see my mom in the room. Ugh. I know, it's weird. And um, I think I was just confused. Like, why am I being shown this? Like, what does this have to do with my healing? You know? Could it, could, could the catacombs represent your subconscious? Yeah. So later when I talked to my therapist about it, she was like, I mean, I don't think about catacombs on a day-to-day basis. Sure. <laughs> so it was really weird to that that has come in twice. She was like, that could represent, you know, it's literally a burial ground. Right. And um, skeletons in the closet. It's like, buried yeah, buried, buried trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to bury this in this burial ground and not have to deal with it. But it's still very much there. It was very much like the message was like dust to dust. Like nobody's going to, once this place is destroyed, nobody's going to know what it was, except for like the DNA of these bones, these crushed bones, maybe. Which will eventually also degrade. Which will eventually also degrade if nobody ever finds it. But that was that. And uh, But that's kind of the same message you got during your transliminal event, too. Yeah, it was. So this like is the, the other thing, dust. is it very much felt like that in that when I was... Under ketamine, it I like felt another awareness. Mm. So a lot Similar. like the transliminal thing, yeah. So um, again, wasn't wasn't scared in the in my subconscious place, but but outwardly, outwardly f- was your very, mom like freaking out? Oh yeah, she was like she's nine one one on speed dial. She, no, she didn't, but she was just like, oh my god. She kept calling it a bad trip. I was like, all right. That's just kind of what it seems like. It's. I'm sure that's, I mean, I think she was a little bit traumatized by it, to tell you the truth. I feel bad for her. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, so then I did, I had to do another ketamine treatment yesterday. It's totally normal. Totally calm. Hmm. Weird. Do you feel? So strange. Do you feel like you're like that, quote, bad trip? released something like did you feel like significantly different after that one 
It's definitely been a long time since I've like cried that hard or been. Mm-hmm. So you you think it was actual crying? Like you were crying? Oh, yeah. I know I was crying and... when I woke up. I mean, yeah, I was crying. Uh, so you got to let it all out. Maybe. Yeah. Some part of me did. Hmm. I'm still very confused over like, why would you take me to catacombs? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is that like? I guess I'm not a basic bitch. <laughs> Where would a basic bitch go? Just a dumpster. Just a dumpster. <laughs> like, bitch, I got lava catacombs. <laughs> Just try to up that. Um, well, hmm. Because I was like, well, even Pompeii, it's not, doesn't look like that. No, I, I kept like looking up, like, are there any catacombs on Earth that have black, shiny rock? Some of it, some of the walls even looked like the inside of a crystal. Well, sweet. Like textured like that. I mean, I'm sure there are somewhere like crystalline structure caverns or something. I mean, probably not catacombs, but I'm sure there's like some kind of black rock cavern somewhere in the earth. Yeah. It's um, kind of beautiful. Yeah. Otherworldly. Yeah, I bet. Um, hmm, weird that you just were fine. We, kind of weird that your guide was like, hmm, okay, well, let's do it again. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, I guess, God, I don't know. I wonder what but they... I expected something else to happen when I did it, you know, right. the next time. Nothing. Hmm. So what was going What was going on with me that day that triggered that? I mean, you had been having a rough week. I had been having a very rough week. With anxiety and PTSD. And I and remember stuff. before taking the pills kind of being like, I wish I could just cry. Like, I don't have a whole lot of privacy in my house. Mm-hmm. My mom actually, like, walks into the room while I'm doing my Zoom therapy sessions. With my th- I'm like, you gotta actually. You should get you one of those hotel privacy please signs. Just so they know. Yeah. I'm sure they would not just walk in if there was well, a privacy I used to, please sign. Sometimes I would put like a med like, hey, I'm meditating, like a piece of paper on my door that masturbating says med- masturbating, don't come in. Yeah. They would still come in. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say masturbating. I said meditating. They would still come in. What if you said masturbating? Maybe they wouldn't. I might start trying that. <laughs> whacking, whacking it. Please don't come in. Like, do you want to see that? No. no don't come no, in. No, you pervs. Okay. Um, um, you still feel good about the ketamine and mind bloom and stuff, though? Sure. Like you're not, like, freaked out about it or? No. Okay. Can't be worse. I was like, maybe that was an extra productive session. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mean, mind, like, having something spectacular happen every single time, even if it's somewhat scary. Mm-hmm. Just so I can know something's going on. Right. Some proof. Some proof. That it's working. Some goddamn proof. Yeah. See, she is a scientist, folks. She's just out for the proof. I'm looking for ev. Yep. That's evidence. Evidence. I'm such a scientist. I'm so busy. I don't have so much time. I have to shorten words. You Uh understand. She needs to find the true. The true. That's truth. The (laughs) truth. The truncated truth. (laughs) Now you just made it longer. God damn it. We're wasting precious (laughs) seconds here. (laughs) So many words. Well, I don't have any updates. Do it. Not really. <laughs> we can get to the Q of the D. Yeah, should we go to the Q of the D? Yeah. Let's ch- 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 check it out. What, 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 what's it all about? Check it out. Ch- 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 check it out. 
to check it out. Can you do some beatboxing? Yes. Okay. I, no, I can't. Oh, I can't. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I maybe wish. Yes, maybe we should like get awesome. a third host who can just, they don't offer anything to the conversation. They just do beatboxing. Just to accentuate our great points. Yeah. They're like, boom, boom. Yeah. What? You said you couldn't beatbox, girl. Damn. I can't do what you were doing. I can offer other sounds. Though. Okay. You can do the record scratch. Whoa. It's like the clip art version of yes. sound effects. It is the clip art version. <laughs> oh, it's just like a little guy going to the bathroom. <laughs> Whoa. Yikes. Ah. <laughs> I felt free when we were doing the beatboxing, though. Me too. Did you feel that? Mm-hmm. I was like, Should do we, we have to do a beatboxing podcast? Do we have all to get we to do. the question? It's all we do is just beatbox. Let me be free. Bad beatboxing. The Q of the D. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a 52-year-old lesbian, and I've been with my wife for almost 15 years. When we met, she had a 7-year-old son from a previous relationship. His dad has never been in the picture, and since we moved in together less than a year after meeting, I've basically been his second mom. I tried to be the cool mom when he was little, and that worked for a while, but he's always been a little bit annoying. Interrupting, temper tantrums, fake crying when he didn't get what he wanted. My wife was kind of a sucker for it, and I never felt like it was my place to intervene. Your first mistake. We can cut that part. Yeah, we will. I burped, so it's getting cut. Uh, And I never felt like it was my place to intervene, so a lot of his annoying behaviors just went uncorrected. He's now 22 and kind of a dick with with the classic symptoms of cis white male entitlement. My wife even notices this now and doesn't like it. He doesn't live with us anymore, but he still comes over a few times a week to eat dinner, and it feels to both of us like he's just there for the free food. Yeah, that's what 20-year-olds do. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> so that's, I did that. Hyla did that. Everybody did right that. Right on target. Yeah. yeah. Would it be okay to broach the subject with my wife of not having him over anymore? <laughs> Let me say that again. Sorry. I'll cut that. <laughs> Jesse thinks this question is hilarious, by the way. She's laughing at this woman's pain. Okay. Okay. He doesn't live with us anymore, but he still comes over a few times a week to eat dinner, and it feels to both of us like he's just there for the free food. Would it be okay to broach the subject with my wife of not having him over anymore? And how should I do that? I wouldn't want to cut him off completely, but he's harshing our marital buzz when he comes over. Damn, he's harshing your buzz. Harshing your mellow. Um, well, I mean, you probably realize by now that it would have been easier to fix this when he was seven years old. Also, no, you can't ask your wife to not have him over anymore. It's her son. It's your stepson. No, you cannot, like, change the locks and be like, <laughs> stop, we don't live here anymore. Stop answering his phone calls. Yeah. I wonder if it's, though, is it like he's just popping in uninvited or is his mom inviting him without, like, a heads up to her wife? It sounds like... um I mean, who knows, but it well, is. Well, if he's just popping in, that's a different problem right, than true. like if your wife is like, oh, I invited him over for dinner tonight. This is, I mean, it's the house that he grew up in. 
I mean, I call, I would, when I didn't live with my parents, I called them before I was coming over because I wanted to make sure they were there to cook the food. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to drive all the way over and cook my own fucking food. Take your laundry out of the washer and dryer. I got loads to do. (laughs) Um, Well, we don't know if it's the house he grew up in or not. Yeah. Um, But. What do you think? Um. I mean, I think it would be okay to say, like, you know, when our son is over, I feel like it changes the dynamic between us and in a way that I don't really like, maybe. Mm -hmm. And maybe we just need to, like, have some guidelines around when he can come or, like, or maybe she's not getting a heads up. Maybe it's, like, he just pops in, which, like... You know, with my dad, like I have to be like very mentally prepared to see him. Yes. Totally. And some people are just like that. And yeah. they, it's like, I don't want you just fucking popping in. And if that's it, then that's an easy fix. I think you just say like, dude, we got a lot of shit going on. You can't just pop in all the time. You got to give us at least 30 minutes warning or an hour or yeah. a day would be ideal. Yeah. Um, And I think you could just talk to him directly. He's an yeah. adult. Him since he was seven, but it sounds like she doesn't have any connection with him. It really doesn't. She, I mean, and also like the things she was describing as behavior as a kid, that's kind of what kids do. And yes, it needs to be like corrected at the time. Yeah, it needs to be corrected, and you're in a hard spot as a step parent, um, knowing kind of how to navigate that. And I think it makes it harder that he was not like a little, little kid. When they got right. together. Like then if it's like a two year old, they, yeah. they don't even remember what life was like before they met you. Right. So it's fine. Right, right, right. But this there might have been a little resentment that like, oh, this new person is taking my mom's attention away yeah, from his me. Yeah, dad's gone. Um it's just it's gotta be so hard as a step parent to know, like but I think if the other biological parent isn't present, then it there is some pressure on you to kind of fill some of that void by offering like boundaries and and discipline mm-hmm. in some way but it's got to feel confusing i also wonder okay he's 22 he's a cis white dude not all cis white dudes are terrible pieces of shit i i i'm really embarrassed to ask this question go because i should know this by now what does cis stand for I don't know. Well, cis is like a scientific, like uh, when they're describing chemicals, it's like, cis means same. So it's like someone who is outwardly presenting as their gender, the same as their gender. So like a straight dude who dresses like a dude. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly what it means. Um, Thank you. I do know a few things. And I I feel like, I mean, I guess that's a useful term just to describe people. But I feel like it does kind of get thrown around as almost an insult. Yeah. I mean, I'm a cis white lady. Yeah, I'm a cis white lady, too. I mean, uh, we're out there. Um, But I wonder if her feeling, I, I wonder how much of this is like him actually being like a, quote, toxic male and how much is just a regular 22-year-old fucking dumbass? Dude, and, and this, like, when I was 22, I mean, I had my own house and stuff at 22, and I had to... Whoa, la-di-da. Can you not? <laughs> I'm kind of fragile right now. I'm just going to start telling people I'm fragile so that they don't fuck with me. 
Maybe it's actually a good sign of how he maybe, you know, you and your wife may be feeling a little bit used for food or whatever. I never did that, though. No, I never. I was like, peace out. I'm out of here. I do not want to hang out with you guys unless it's like Christmas, I guess. Oh, really? So you never like visited your parents and stuff like that? Well, I mean, they were already divorced by then, I guess. So, yeah, that's a little different. Because, I mean, I think that. Yeah, I'm with you. It's like, I don't know if this is about him being a cis white male. I think it's more of just him still being very young, 22, still very young, and wanting to go home and occasionally be taken care of a little bit because it's his safe space, maybe. I mean, that's the way I feel about my parents' home. It's right. like, this is the one place on earth that I feel totally safe. Mm. And um, Yeah, I don't have that really. I know. I'm sorry because it is like not everybody has that. I'm very lucky and grateful. So to have I that. think that's kind of a good sign that he feels like that. But the catch is, is that she's feeling used, and that it, she uses the word marital buzz, not just her buzz, but like their dynamic as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to be around forever. I wonder if there's next time this happens. You know, like. Um, Bring it up with your wife after he leaves and say, hey, did you notice that Steve said this to me or to you or did that bother you? Because it bothered me and this is why it felt disrespectful or whatever. Um, And if she is in agreement or even if she's not and you're like, well, I still felt disrespected. I think you can just start pushing back. I mean, he's also old enough that you you don't have to like coddle his fake temper tantrums or whatever the fuck like happened when he was a kid you know you can say like right. hey when when you talk to me like that it hurts my feelings yeah and it makes me feel disrespected yeah just coming there and chowing down and then piecing out well the cis white male entitlement i'm like okay yeah. what does that mean he, she says her wife notices and doesn't like it but okay. oh, he comes over a few times a week for dinner that's a lot mm-hmm. um but she i guess it's still a sensitive subject for her wife because she's saying like how should i approach this with her how do i bring this up to her well it sounds like they've never had an open conversation about this from when he was a kid like she didn't ever feel like she could discipline like she had any agency over over disciplining him and obviously he's too old to discipline but he's certainly not too old to tell him to quit being a dick yeah and i mean you can you can at this point, draw boundaries and he's an adult, he should be able to understand. But is he an adult? Because 22-year-olds are just so... Just barely adults. They're they're, they're still... I mean, it, it's like 25, right? When your brain is like fully developed and maybe even later in men. I, I still don't think my brain's fully developed. <laughs> maybe we've Maybe we've just undeveloped our brains. I think I've done some significant damage. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what else. I wonder if he's just like uh, getting food, then going and sitting on the on the couch and playing loud video games, smoking right. pot, being like, Bleh. which would be fucking annoying. It would be so, so annoying. Annoying and would make you feel totally used. Yeah. For food. Like, oh shit. I wonder if he's one of those people that just kind of sucks the air out of the room, like all spaces mm. become oh, his. Oh God. That's so exhausting. It's so exhausting. I'm just, he I wonder if I do that. Nah. If he is, then I don't blame I don't blame you at all for no. feeling this way, lady. Um <clears throat> but I think your best approach with your wife is to 
pick out one or two things. Start with one or two things. Don't just be like, and then he did this. And like, don't just like barf it all out. Right. One or two things that have happened recently, which she was witness to. And, you know, Mm -hmm. don't wait a week. Be like last night or, you know, right after he leaves, bring it up. Find out what she thinks about it. Um, And go from there. Yeah. And it sounds like she often parented out of guilt. Um, And so, like, yeah, like Hyla said, not bringing up the laundry list of things he does wrong might almost make her feel guilty. Like, she's the one that... She made him. She she, sucked it up. She made the monster. Totally. God. This sparkling water really produces some gas. Super fizzy. Uh, (laughs) We should make a commercial for it. Wow, this water really makes me belch. It's so good. (laughs) What a gas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would, and also maybe be like, can we tell him, like, maybe these days aren't good for us? Like, feel free to come every, I don't know, Monday evening for a dinner Right. Hang out with us. But, like, we like to have date nights on the weekends. So, like, don't come on the weekend. Sounds like he's coming over all the fucking time. God damn, dude. Don't damn. you have your own place? Sounds like he has his own place. Maybe he has lots of roommates. Maybe True. he's in a dorm room or something. True. Maybe it sucks. Um, maybe it sucks and he just needs a bit of space, but then he's encroaching on other people's space. But those people are and, the people that raised know, him, so. And that's the word entitlement. I do think most kids feel pretty entitled to everything that their parents have. And by kid, I mean anyone of any age who has parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know that he necessarily is like an actually, quote, entitled fucking asshole that goes around town just like acting like he owns the place. Right. Or if it's just it's just this, this one behavior at home. Right. That he's just kind of internalized. Hey, I can do whatever I want come here. here and be a kid my mom's house yeah. yeah um which is very natural so so I don't think you need to start out with like hey hun um I don't want your son to come over anymore I actually hate him I've always hated him yeah can you oh could you divorce your son can do we do, we that? do kind of like a, can somebody adopt him is that too is he too he's, old to be he's adopted? probably he's too old he's too annoying no one's gonna want him she did say I don't want to cut him off completely okay there's a start yeah, yeah, I don't think you can really you do that. You could build an electric fence around your property. <laughs> you can. Build it's always an option to call the cops fence. every time he shows up. <laughs> um, but you have to put up no trespassing signs first, I think, to make that with legal. With his face on them. Yes. <laughs> Bad checks. Um, I mean, how would you... Flint's going to grow up, be a 20-something someday. How would you feel if he was coming over all the time? I feel like you'd be okay with it. <laughs> I'd probably be okay with it. But so far, he's not an entitled anything. He's just, like, always a very fucking polite. He's a sweetie pie. Um, so, yeah, I would start there. And I also, um, you know, you may be fucking totally burned out trying to have, like, empathy for this kid. Mm-hmm. But it might be worth thinking about, like, I don't know, was it really hard for him being in elementary school and having two moms? Did he get made fun of a lot? Does he resent you? Mm-hmm. On top of, quote, you know, taking his mom away, but also, like, putting him in a position where he's getting made fun of at school. Or, yeah, does he have, like, is he pissed off because his dad's not around and he's taken out on y'all? I mean, to me, it doesn't, I, if he's going over there all the time, it doesn't sound like he really has a problem with with them. It's just totally the pattern that they've allowed. Yeah. Enablers. 
enabler. Damn. This is all your fault. Yep, no. Yep. Don't, don't, don't act like that to your wife, though, you know. I would be, if I entered a marriage when and had a stepkid who was seven, I would really be confused as to how I would operate in their life. Same. And I think it would, I think I would need direction from, from my spouse. It sounds like she was following her spouse's lead and her spouse's lead was not not a that good great. example. So yeah. um, I would probably like have to read like self-help books on how to be a step parent or something. Well, and also I wonder like, yeah, if generally if you get married and you love the person, but also realize that they aren't parenting the way you would parent. Right. And you don't like their children. And you don't like, but but more than that, like you don't think that it's a good parenting style. Like, oh, that's fucking awkward. Yeah. I did date a guy that had a kid who was like three, I think, when we dated, but the mom had custody. And so I never really saw him parenting this child because Mm -hmm. I only met the kid once or twice for like a couple hours at a time, you know. But I certainly lost respect for how little he tried to have any contact with the child because just because he didn't want to deal with the mom. Right. She's a bitch, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, grow up. Grow the fuck up, dude. Grow up. Deal with it. Call your kid. Yeah. Um, like he's not even going to fucking know who They're you are. They're never going to be a kid again. Yeah. This is literally passing you by. I was in a long-term relationship and I entered into the relationship when the child was still a baby. And so I had that advantage. And also my boyfriend was a single dad. So he and I have a background in child care. I had been a nanny for years and years and years and worked at preschools and stuff like that. So he was constantly he was like happy to have your the input and I would constantly tell him when he was doing stuff that I saw <laughs> is wrong and he was like okay yeah um you know didn't it wasn't like a tiptoe yeah situation. but I wonder if somebody coming in who doesn't have their own kids has never worked doesn't, with kids it doesn't sound like they have special right like kids doesn't have a lot of latitude when it then, kids. yeah to be like I don't think you're doing that right I mean right ooh, that's like, tough to do yeah and it, I mean she she didn't do that so um uh, she had the awareness to be like, I'm not going to back off of that one. Yeah, I don't really know anything about it, so I'm not going to pipe up. Yeah, but uh, the trick is nobody really knows anything about it until they just have one. That's a good point. And um, even people that have ones, have ones, have children. Have one of them specimens. Don't, uh, don't seem to be aware of anything about raising them. Yeah, it just it's, it sounds like one of those things that just sort of happens to you and you like wake up each day like, OK, I'm going to do this again. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I mean, people that have experience nannying for different families and seeing different dynamics, and right. observing different types of kid personalities and what totally. works on them and what doesn't or people that work in schools like, yeah, they they probably are going to be a better parent from the get go than somebody like me who's just like, what? I don't know any kids. Supposedly, yeah. I mean, you would say, you would think. I, yeah, like I, like I said, I feel like I have had all that experience and observed different parenting techniques and different kids and stuff like that. So, um, and kids who had like um, certain disabilities and stuff like that. So, did you have any major like behavioral problems? Oh, yeah. Not related to like a disability, but just like yes. fucking asshole kids. Yeah. What'd they do? Well, there was one who even his mom was like, uh, we got him tested to see if he's a psychopath. <laughs> it's borderline. 
But what did he do that made the parents be like, oh, we should get him tested to see if he he's He just seemed to totally, he lacked empathy for people. Um, but he played with other kids and stuff like that. And I didn't observe him necessarily being cruel to other children, but he was, I thought he was just cruel to me, like laughed at my pain, essentially. And um, seemed to like causing me pain and like would call me a fucking bitch and stuff. And he was only like five. Ew. And then I might have to cut this out. Another kid from another family was displaying some behavior that I th- I set, uh, interpreted that he had maybe been sexually abused. Mm. And he was now like sexually abusing his little brother. Mm. And so I told the mom, like, I think something might have, you know, I'm observing this. I think something might have happened to him. She was like, it did. Oh. He was abused, yeah. And now, oh, yeah. that's awful. It was awful. Oh, God, what do you do? It was really bad. I like had a feeling it was the like children the dad. While one of them gets therapy? Well, they both get therapy? I have no idea, but, but this kid, but he was also, like, dangerous to be around. He would, like, lock me in a room and, like, have his little brother with him <gasps> that he had been abused. So I was like, I can't. I can't, like, I can't take care of the Were you older in their boy. house? You were staying at, like, I wasn't staying with them, them, but I was nannying them, so I would, yeah, so we would be in the house. Was and I the was dad like, still living there? Yeah. Okay. But anyways, uh, yes, there's, like, there's out of the ordinary behavior that you know, like, okay, all kids have tam- temper tantrums. All kids do the fake crying thing. All kids kind of interrupt and act out and stuff but there's then there's another level of acting out that yeah that you have to be be on the lookout for right it doesn't sound like this guy's actually a fucking psychopath no um no not and, at all. you know yeah none some, of that sounds some like kids are ordinary. just annoying yeah and it's not they're hopefully they'll grow out of it but they're just like more annoying than other kids yeah and truly need their parents to help help them Learn social cues. I mean, yeah, it's because it's all, it's truly like just a reflection of, usually just the reflection of the parents. Unless the kid truly has something like wrong with their brain or a disorder of some sort. Yeah. Um, But I mean, all those things she listed off sound very normal. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, Especially for a seven-year-old. Yeah. There was a kid in my preschool, probably like four, who fell out of an attic and landed on the garage floor. And I don't think his parents took him to the doctors. My grandma had the daycare, ran the daycare. And um, so he came to school with a black eye and was like, what the fuck happened? And like, oh, he was playing in the attic and he fell out into the garage floor. And she was like, does he have a concussion? How do you get a black eye from that? Well, he landed on his face. Mm -mm. Why not? Because your orbital bone is like in. You get a black eye from something directly hitting well, your I mean, or- I think you could hit your eyebrow bone or your yeah. cheekbone. I'm not sure. I mean, whatever. Who knows? This Who is knows? a long time ago. This is a 40-year-old story. I don't my grandma did not suspect abuse. Okay. I mean, she believed the falling out of the attic story. I don't think this kid had a history of like coming to school with bruises. Yeah. But she was like you didn't take him to the fucking doctor and she said that from that day on his behavior changed dramatically. Yeah. And he became violent towards other kids. I mean, not in a hold your head in the toilet until you drown kind of way Mm -hmm. not but in a 
probably on the spectrum of normal kind of way, just like bopping kids on the head and like just yeah. being really disruptive and stuff. Whereas he hadn't been doing he that hadn't before. Been doing that before. She's like, he obviously had a fucking brain injury. Yeah. Um, That's really and, serious. Yeah. It doesn't go away. And I think she told the parents that, like, I've noticed these behavioral changes in him. And they were like, oh, yeah, we noticed that too. But like, not, definitely not concerned Were people enough. just not aware of traumatic brain injuries and like the way that can affect... Your life? Your life? I don't think so. My dad had one, too, when he was a kid. And, like, he, he was unconscious for, like, 48 hours after a bicycle accident. That might explain a lot. Uh, yeah. I know. I think it probably does. Uh, I think it really does. But, yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't... I mean, I'm sure the doctor came and looked at him and was like, well, we'll just see if he wakes up, you know? But this was, yeah. like, probably 1959 or something. Yeah. I really, just, don't, I really don't think that TBI was... Yeah. Acknowledged as a problem so yeah. much. I think it's really football that like, oh, Bro- yeah, like totally. Repeatedly, the NFL, yeah. And then it's like clearly com- like their behavior totally changes. And so now we're more aware of brain injuries in general. Yeah. But um, there's usually if a child has a traumatic brain injury it really affects. Affects how they behave and for the rest of their life. Yeah. So we went off on a tangent, but lucky for you, it doesn't sound like this kid is like beyond help. Yeah. And um, maybe working on your perspective on him, just not thinking of him as simply a label, as like cis white male. He's or so like privileged my annoying child. stepson. Yeah, I would I would try to take that that label off of him it might make it easier for you because labels are easy but what's what's more i mean humans are complex and he probably loves you that's the thing you've been with him since he was seven you're married to his mother like Mm -hmm. you were his second mom and you probably love him too in some way yeah even if you don't like him very much he's just a person he's still very young and finding his way in the world but I wonder how many like times when he comes over, how many times you really sit down and talk to him and just see what's going on in his life so you can shed a little bit of light on why he's doing what he's doing versus yeah. just, oh, he's a cis white male. This is what they do. He's because just it's not get food. He, yeah. Yeah. He's a person. So um, maybe getting to know him a little bit. I mean, it's not too late. Well, I also think that a lot of parents have this issue. And that now that you, I don't know, something, what you just said about getting to know him made me think that were they whatever labels they apply to their kids when they're little that's just what sticks so like maybe he was an annoying kid sure but like that label has stuck and perhaps unfairly right maybe he's, he's really not that annoying he anymore. might even think of himself that way if people said that around him a lot yeah um not that you said that around him but but maybe at school or whatever yeah so yeah maybe try this would be a great mental exercise mm-hmm because it's hard to do, but try to start over with him in yeah. your mind the next time he comes over yeah. and try to like forget about your pre your prior opinions of him or judgments yeah. and see. Maybe. And if he comes over to get food, maybe be like, oh, no, you're not just going to ransack the fridge. We're all going to cook a meal together. You're going to help. Ooh, burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a burn or is that lovely? Uh, no, no, that's great. That's great. Is he helping to clean up the dishes afterwards? It might be a simple fix like that. Just be like, hey, dude, 
can you help in the dishes? And, and then he never the, shows up again. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Ah, dishes. <laughs> um, but it could be that could help you feel less used also. Right. If like cooking together or at least if he cleans up. Um, and also trying to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's into some cool shit, man. Maybe he's a cool, cool dude. Maybe he's in like, sissy style drugs and stuff. Sissy style. Sissy style. Oh god. C i s s y. Okay, that's how you spell that. Um, <laughs> just learn what sis is. Yeah, yeah, she's using it in all kinds of. Sentences. I'm gonna use it all day long. People are gonna wonder what's up. Yeah, can I get a cis black coffee? <laughs> <laughs> just a like, black coffee what? just looks like a black coffee yep just a black coffee i don't want anything fancy on the cup fancy it's not on the top. dark tea i want coffee cis coffee <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that guy that i dated that had a kid anyway we went at a party but i'm like i think maybe he picked out of we were at a taco cabana i don't remember why um it was a date okay <laughs> some respect and i he was like, oh, I'm going to get coffee. And I was like, oh, I'll take a coffee. I was not really into coffee. I don't, I don't think I started drinking coffee till I was in my well into college, like mm-hmm. early 20s or whatever. Anyway, I, such an idiot. I was thinking about tea and how people put lemon in tea. Mm-hmm. And they squeezed a lemon no, wedge into my hot coffee. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, do you like that? And I was like, mm-hmm. Yep, that's how I drink my coffee. And then, like, realize, like, a minute later, like, oh, that's tea. And it's iced tea. Oh, my God. What did it taste like? It was bad. Horrible. It was bad. Terrible. Toe curling. It was awful. awful. It was awful. And I just had to drink it. Oh, you had to commit to it. I had to. And I mean, thank God he never called me on it and was like, oh, do you want some lemon for that coffee? Or. (laughs) Oh, I'll get you some lemon, hon. Don't worry about it. Um, Garcon. She likes lemon with her coffee. Get it right. (laughs) Garcon. Excuse me. I'm noticing a surprising lack of lemon. These little lemon wedges. Stat. Table 19. Snapping all the time at people. Yeah. um, (laughs) That would make me break up with him. Um, But I don't know if this helps or not. Maybe we cut this if it sounds snarky. But I don't think your problem's that big of a problem. It's true. No, I was going to say, like, this isn't that serious of a problem. Easily solvable. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for lobbing us an easy one. Because that last one. That was a doze of That was definitely over my pay grade. (laughs) (laughs) Which is which is zero, by the way. Yeah. Still Uh, haven't gotten our paychecks mm, from this uh, podcast. Spotify. It's going to be really big when it gets here. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the paycheck the paycheck that is um, but thanks for writing in if anybody else has a question you can send it to us at backseatshrinks at gmail we also love to hear updates yes so we do. if you want to send us an update we're open to that and let us know if we can share it on air of course yeah um, but uh, yeah love love to hear that love to hear happy endings <laughs> <laughs> only share it if it's a happy ending took your advice Please. everything has blown up since my life it's been is ruined awful. I wish I was dead <laughs> Um, Go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with your friends, your family, your mistresses, um, your boy toys on the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> your girl squirrels. Okay. I don't know what that is. All right. <laughs> Wait, did you say girl squirrels? What? Boy toys, girl, girl squirrels. squirrels. Oh, man. Okay. We're making a lot of mistakes right and left. Yeah. 
Latrix. Latrix. <laughs>